Welcome to episode 175 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here. And this week, we've got Sean McCoy of Boba Flex. Nice. You ready for this? Yes, I am. Well, we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about a couple other things, play some music. Yeah. You know, the typical stuff. This interview, we did it a while ago, so it's a long time coming. Wow, that's awesome. See what I did there? See what I did there? (laughs) Did you have that prepared? Maybe. I, no, no, actually, I just thought about it when you were talking. That's how fantastical my brain is at that this is. point, especially. So hopefully if Sean or anyone from Boba Flex is listening to this, they appreciate that. You know, I got the puns. What can I say? <laughs> well, before we get into that, how about we tell you that we're sponsored by Vit Screen Printing and DEB Concerts. Yeah, tell us about it. All right, Vid Screen Printing out of Oklahoma City. Screen printer, they specialize in T-shirts, hoodies, hats, all that stuff. They do a lot of bands. They actually do our T-shirts as well. That's how we got to know them. And they did a great job. That's right. A lot of people have got a hold of them. Yes. We've got them for sale, com. So a lot more people need to get a hold of them. That's right. But yeah, get on Facebook and follow VITS Screen Printing. These guys will help you out. You don't have to have a band. It can be anything you need t-shirts for. Yeah. You know, so give them a call. Patronize them. We love them. We also love DEB concerts. Yes, we do. Promoter here in Tulsa who brings in a lot of the hard rock bands from the 80s era. And currently they've got a lot of great stuff coming up. Like they're bringing back Dokken here on July 13th. And they've got Rocket Science and Doxy opening that one up. Yep. And then we've got, after that, we've got July 26th, Steelheart coming back to Tulsa. They're playing Safari Joe's H2O Water Park. So get on their website to get those tickets. And then back at the Ideal Ballroom a couple nights later, July 28th, Bisto Blanco with Down for Five and Driver. Yeah. And that one's absolutely free. So you have no excuse. That's right. I know we'll be there. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Bisto Blanco featuring Chuck Garrick and Calico Cooper. And then we've got August 18th, Faster Pussycat with Don Jameson. And that one also features Dead Metal Society opening up. Nice. And then way down the line, they've got L.A. Guns coming back in December. Okay. And then they've got several other things in the works. I like it. Yeah. Hit up. You can get these things to ticket fly if you're out of town, but if you're in the area, it's always good to get a hold of the bands that are opening up because yeah. they're selling these tickets as well. Helps them out. So any of these shows hit up Down for Five, Rocket Science, Driver, Doxy, Dead Metal Society to get your tickets for these shows. Definitely. They should get like Britney Fox or something. I'd be down for that. You know, Sleazebees maybe. You're, you're just you're talking everything I love, but you're trying to say it in a... No, no, I'm just saying, like, um, you know, maybe some Spread Eagle. Fuck yeah. Or some Slick Toxic. Well, Spread Eagle's finally back together. See, here we go. Jet Boy, let's do this. Well, I don't care about Jet Boy as much. Enough's enough? That'd be cool. Okay, well. They're playing Oklahoma City at OKC City Limits on Halloween night. That's right. With Bullet Boys. Yeah, yeah. I think someone else is on that bill, but. Speaking of there, they're also bringing in, what's her name, from Vixen. Oh, yeah, Janet Gardner, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if this is your genre, you're in the right state. That's right. I mean, really. Oklahoma kind of 
Ever since the first three years of Rocklahoma kind of became the hotbed, I guess, yep. outside of California for this kind of stuff, it seems like. Yeah, that's the place to be. Yeah. If you're not in California or not in Florida on one of the Monsters of Rock cruises, then yep. that's kind of good because you got the two coasts and they are right in the center. So, Look at that. It's a good place to be. Nettie Trunk hosts most of these shows. So yes. Get out there, meet him. If you see Doug Burgess, tell him thanks for bringing in all these great shows and for sponsoring us. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely tell them that. Another band that would fit great at the ideal is Dead Daisies. Wouldn't they? They would. I think so. They're coming to Dallas. That's, that's something. That's something to think about. Yeah, I think it's in September. They're coming to Dallas. Isn't so. it in like the middle of the fucking week though? I think so. That sucks. The last couple of times they came around to Dallas or the area, it was like that, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, yeah. which makes it hard. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. in a couple of ways, but. <laughs> but speaking of them. They got this new album called yes. Burn It Down that yes, came out. Do. It's now been out a couple months, and we've been meaning to talk about it, but kept getting pushed off due to other things, but here we are. If you're not familiar with Dead Daisies, you need to get on the fucking horse here. Because oh, definitely. They've only been around a few years. Well, I don't know. A little while longer than, you know, Karabi's been in the band, because they had the one album without him. That's right. But they've... Got man, now the sense of Krabby's been in the band, there's I think four albums, and now we've got Doug Aldrich in the band as well. Yes, Dean Castronova. Yes, you know, so this is kind of a solid lineup now that we've got going. And you know, when you mix names like that together, it's got to come out at least somewhat good. Yeah, and every one of these albums is. Oh man, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's just balls of the wall meat potatoes rock and roll yeah you know uh, again like we were talking about all those bands a minute ago if you like all those bands you're gonna love this stuff but it's also a little bit more you know a little harder edge a little bit more serious yeah so i mean you know it goes beyond that as well don't 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 get it twisted but even if you like anything because they're really steeped in classic rock as well yes that's the big so if you like the big thing here yeah you know van halen or white snake yeah Aerosmith or any of that, you're going to love this yeah, as well. Yeah, you're going to love this. I mean, John Crabbe is an amazing vocalist. His voice never gets old. And it's just, you know, it's you listen to this record and it's kind of like coming home. That's right. You know? It's kind of like he's been resurrected. It, there you go. <laughs> Opening track. Yeah. But no, yeah, you say his voice never gets old. He's, you know, you can say he's one of my favorite vocalists about a lot of people. But yeah. this literally is one of my top three probably yes. vocalists. I love the guy, everything he's ever done. And I've said this last time we talked about one of their albums a year or two ago. It's like we're living in the fucking, you know, golden age of John Karabi right now because, you know, we had, you know, the Scream and the Motley Crue album and the Union albums. But then after that, there was like this big period where he was like, he was playing rhythm guitar for Rat and he was just doing other stuff. Acoustic stuff or whatever. He wasn't releasing music. Yes. Yes. So now he's back doing that. He he put out that solo on Plug Down, which is amazing, and ever since then he's had several Dead Daisies albums. Yes. And, you know, supposedly when this Mick Mars album comes out, he's got a couple tracks on that. So, yeah, I'm extremely happy because, like you said, his voice is, you know, one that you never get tired of. That's right. And, and, and you know, not to take, I mean, you know, this isn't... Uh, the Karabi, John Crabby Show. Yeah, <laughs> Wank Fest here. This this album as a whole, this group is amazing. So, you know, I want everyone to check this record out. Yeah, like this is a definitely a hashtag I'll kill or no filler album. 
It's one that should be on a top list at the end of the year. It's got tons of great stuff. Those first four tracks just like, you know, are perfect rock and roll. Yeah. And then you get into later, like the 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 final track, Leave Me Alone, you know, just gets stuck in your head yeah, as this album closed. Yeah, yeah, that is. And then right there in the middle, you've got, I know you pointed out to me as well, but Set Me Free is an, an amazing ballad. And it takes me back to like, you know, when you think of the slower, crabby stuff like Robin's song from Union or Drift Away from Motley Crue. Drift Away, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Father, Mother, Son, you know, this is from the screen. Yeah. You know, he's like perfect at this kind of stuff. He's perfect at everything. Because this is a John Crabby Wink Fest. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd turn it into that, Trent. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, everything, the guitars, this, it's just great rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, people, this is a guy that when Motley Crue played Rocklahoma, that day he wore his John Crabby is Motley Crue shirt. That's right. And you got a lot of comments on it, too. And then I wore it again this year when Vince Neil played. That's good. Good. Yeah. Got a few comments. Eddie Trunk actually commented on it. Really? Yeah. That's right. He did. What yeah. did he say? I forgot about, I forgot what he said. He said, that's a, he said that's a pretty ballsy statement. He's like, I, I like that. But he's like, I've got no comment on it. Because <laughs> he knows. <laughs> right. He can't say nothing, but he knows. He fucking right. knows. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Burn It Down from Dead Daisies. Just yet another album from these guys. It is great. So I hope we get a chance to see them soon. You know, ever. I've never yet to see these guys. Seen them all separately, right? But oh, I know. Um, One day. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess we could go to Dallas in the middle of the week. Yeah. I don't know. Let's make it happen. All right. <laughs> Got a few months of playing for yeah, you. Yeah, this, this is the first conversation of many conversations that lead to thinking about going, and, and then and then another conversation about, eh, nah. Right. It's in the middle of the week. We're old. Fuck it. <laughs> another fantastic album that came out just a couple weeks ago is the new EP from Ian Moore. Yes. It's called Toronto, and this thing is fucking great. It is. It's like, it's pretty much perfect. Isn't that what you said? Didn't you write that on Facebook? 19 minutes of perfect. Perfect rock and roll. Or 19 minutes of genius. Is what genius. 19 minutes of genius. Hashtag 19 minutes <laughs> of genius. Because that's what this is. You know, Ian Moore, who has been on this podcast before. That's right. Is, I, I don't guess that you would call him our usual fare for what we usually talk about on this show. Right. But who cares? Cause he's so fucking good. And you know, anybody that doesn't know, you know, he started out, you know, what, 25 years ago was kind of the blues rock, you know, guitar slinger guy. And he's morphed into so many different things. You know, I, I don't know. <sighs> He's just done rock. He's you can say some of it sounds alternative, some of it sounds indie, some of it's folk. I mean, the guy does anything. Yeah. And uh you never know what you're gonna get from album to album. And um this one, you know, he's really amped it up, and I think this is a great EP. And uh, you know, it, you know, I I don't know that, you know, if you're a big faster pussycat fan, if you're gonna like Ian Moore. Hey, I or, love them both. Yeah, or if you're it's possible. if you're you know if you're a big you know, Opeth fan, if you're gonna like Ian Moore, it's possible. It is possible though, but just this is just uh, you know I know it sounds fucking cliche, but it's just good rock and roll. It's rock and roll. Yeah, the CP is what this is. So, you know, um, 
you gotta know the first track is just fucking holy shit. Yeah, that's when I hit play on this, I was just like, "What?" You know, because yes. I knew this was gonna be good because mm-hmm. it's Ian Moore. I I like everything he's ever done, but like you said, there's stuff, all different elements going on, and some stuff sticks with you more than others do. But I'll be straight up honest, this EP is my favorite thing he's done since And All the Colors. Really? That's how much I fucking love this thing. Now that's that's bold. That's, that's a big statement, I know, because there's great stuff after that. I Ian think, Moore's got the green grass. Yeah, right yes, I, I, th- I think uh, I think for for me... It, I didn't say it's his best, maybe not to other people, I'm just saying it's I my mean, favorite. I don't know, I... I, I you know, I kind of sep. I this sounds stupid, maybe, but I kind of separate the first two albums a little bit. Like maybe that's kind of a different guy. Yeah. So modern day folklore is like a masterpiece, right? Right. But I think it's different from all the stuff after it. What and all the colors and on and on. I think that's yeah. a whole different kind of ball game. Yeah. So El Sonido Nuevo for me is like his best one out of all that. That is like just a fucking badass record. But we're talking about the new EP. <laughs> right. How do we get on this stuff? Hey, I just made a random statement. Yes, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about this album, it's like you hear music, you know, say you're driving down the road or you're playing your own music or whatever, and you hear something from 28 years ago or 15 years ago, and it takes you back to something. Yes. You know, every music does that for everybody. But this album, first time listening to it, every song, I felt that way. Yeah. And that's when you know that something's fucking great. Yeah. Like every song I felt like it reminded me of something that doesn't exist because this song hadn't existed in my head <laughs> yes, before that moment. True. You know? it, it's like when you, you like you get some kind of like familiarity. Yeah. All, but it's like, yeah, it's new. That's I, I get that. There's something special in that, I yeah. think. And it's not that we're like, you know, steeped in nostalgia. That's not what I think. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't think you're talking right. about. It's just I, I, I understand that vibe. And that's that's really cool. You know, and there's different stuff going on here too. Yeah. Like you said, you got to know has a there's almost a '70s psychedelic feel yeah. to it, yeah. but it's real light because then it also has a lot of pop feel to it as well. Yeah, and people can't mix that kind of stuff together and make it work real well. That's, that's right, unless and, you're Ian Moore. And yeah. at the end, he's kind of screaming and stuff. And I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard him do that kind of shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you know, so that's 50 years old, and he's still pushing himself and doing shit he hasn't done i love that yeah but then you just get into it lords of lords of levy looking for the sound you know or that's just classic yeah. ian more to me yeah it is i think uh, a thousand blackbirds and satellite really have the, the the songwriting that we've come to know from him you know in the last few records yeah i really enjoyed those songs too well, the only track we hadn't mentioned is what you mentioned that this album is. It's just rock and roll. That's right. That's right. And that's the first song I heard because that actually was released, I think, before the album came out. And that's just well, amazing as well. I heard uh, You Gotta Know like, I don't know, two or three months ago. Oh, they really? released a video for it. Oh, well, then I'm totally out of the loop. Yeah, that's okay. I, they must have released both of them because I swear I heard rock and roll like a week or two before. Oh, uh, well, you probably But that did. was just a few weeks ago because this yeah. album just came out, what, June 1st or the, yeah. maybe it was May 24th or whatever. But. So, yeah. Uh, Ian Moore, Toronto. Go check it out, people. Yeah. We can't promise you'll love it because we don't know what kind of music you yes. love, but we can promise that you'll at least appreciate it. I that's think. right. That's right. All right. So let's play some music. Okay. We got a band out of Brooklyn, New York called The Broken Company, and this song is called Stuck in the Way. (laughs) 
Stuck in the Way from the Broken Company. That's a band out of Brooklyn, New York. That's some badass metal right there. Yes, it is. Very glad to have them on here. You know, it's just got a lot of it's got a lot of traditional metal sounds like your Panteras or whatever, but then it's also got a lot of that almost industrial feel, but it doesn't have industrial elements. I get that. Kind of yeah. like you mentioned, you know, it's got even some new metal elements to it. You know, the yeah. Not the traditional new metal, the harder stuff like Mudvayne or Slipknot or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like good shit. Not yeah. and and then, but then it's like catchy too. Yeah, you know. So that's yeah, it's awesome. got a lot of melody in the chorus. Yes. So they've Facebook says they've got an EP coming out this year. So be on the lookout for that. Nice. Look them up, the Broken Company. All right. Before we get into this interview, something that came out the other day. Adam Newell from Scattered Hamlet. Is going to be playing guitar for a D. Snyder? No shit. No shit. No fucking shit. How did that happen? I don't know. That's just what he posted on Facebook. Holy fuck. He's playing two dates for him. So I, I that makes me assume that D. Snyder is like just using area people. Really? Or something. Because I can't remember what the dates. They were like August. Uh, it's two dates in August. Yeah. Like two weekends. One of them's like at a festival in the D. Snyder's headlining. Really? With like Hammerfall, Dirk Snyder, Steel Panther, and a bunch of other people. Shit. And then the other one, I think, is just a D. Snyder date. Wow. But Adam Newell. Fuck our, yeah, congratulations, from man. Scattered Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's going to be playing that, that new kick-ass yes. stuff that D. Snyder's got coming out in July. And then, of course, all the Twisted Twister classics. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Hey, he can do it, man. That guy, that guy can rage on the guitar. Yeah. Where, where are the shows at? Uh, they're northeast somewhere. That's awesome. That's what kind of made me think it was like a regional thing yeah. where he was grabbing guys for the dates or something. I don't know what other dates he's got going, but and that's cool. maybe that's the only ones, and maybe we'll see Adam Newell. I dig that playing Europe with D. Snyder soon. That'd be of, awesome. Yeah, you know he'd like that. Yeah, but yeah. So now let's get into this. Yes, Sean McCoy of Boba Flex, guitarist and sometimes singer. Yes. Like you said, this has been a little while, not too long, a little over a month now. Early May, we got the chance to see him at the Vanguard here in Tulsa. They had Driver opening up for him. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, they had another band called Trip Six out of Chicago that was really badass mm-hmm. that I still need to look more into because I really liked what I saw from them. And Driver, I mean, we didn't really ever talk about this show, Driver. That was the one where Jude couldn't play because yes. he was sick. Yes. And... That was like their only show they've ever done with one guitarist. Yeah. And it still came off really well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, being someone that's seen him a bunch, you could tell, you know, when he was playing solos that something, yeah. you know, that under that underlying bed wasn't there. But yeah. if you had never seen him, it still sounds perfect because yeah. Nathan and Jude are both amazing guitarists. That's right. And they can make this work. Yeah. The, and it, they made it work. You know, the show must go on. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. But then Boba Flex... Great live band. I don't think I had seen them live before. This. No, I, I have. I hadn't either. Forgot, but uh, I was really, I was really pleased. They put on a great show. Yeah, their new, their newest album, Eloquent Demons, came out in 2017. Fantastic album. Oh yeah. Um, we talked about that, and you know, of course, if that's any indication of you know the last couple albums, the way they're heading, the next album should be kick ass as well. Definitely. But yeah, I think we've wasted. What, five weeks now? So let's just let's get into, get into it. this. Yeah. Here's Sean McCoy from Boba Flex.
day drinker tour is about to come to an end. How's this run been so far? Been awesome, man. It's been killer. Had a good one of more sold out shows I think we've ever had in our career. So, think that's attributed to this new album, or is it just longevity? It's longevity. It's a little bit of everything, but the album definitely puts it over the edge, man. The Midwest is always our best markets. Um, and Wisconsin was just insane, and we just had nothing but good shows through there, man. It was excellent. And, and now that uh, Elegant Demons has been out for a while, I mean, how do you look at it now as opposed to when it came out or when you were making it? Has it changed for you at all? It's uh, living up to our expectations. It's been doing great, man. I mean, we're getting ready to do our third video in June for Off With Your Head. Yeah. And we got big expectations for that, man. We're hoping that goes well. Um, and uh, we rented a castle and all that and got Renaissance people and all that. So, yeah, it's been, it's been going great, man. Um, it's We knew we did something special. It's been our favorite album we've written in years. So. You guys use the same directors on all the videos? or No, we go back and forth. Uh, I've seen several guys, man. Um, but uh, Keith Williams, a good friend of ours, doing the Off With Your Head video. He did... Uh, Long time coming, and Paul Cunningham did uh, uh, Lights Out, man. And he's done several videos of ours, man. So it's going well. And uh, another guy named AJ Satterfield's done a few, man. So it, we've got about three go tos. Till Martin scores as he wants to do one. <laughs> right. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I mean, you never know. <laughs> well, eight albums in, how do you guys approach things now differently than you did 15, 17 years ago? Um, now it's just a thing that has to happen by a certain date and uh, this one came together a little faster than we wanted and um, management really wanted us to do a show at the Newport so we didn't have the album be done by August and they already set up the CD release show at a big venue and billboards and TV advertising was already ready to go so we had to get it done so uh we just kind of came together. The process is just simpler. We know what works best for us now. We don't sit around waiting on top of a mountain like Moses and hoping the lightning strikes and t- stone tablets show up with songs. <laughs> did that a little bit earlier in our career. Again, nothing's coming to me. I need a vision. And now we just kind of get together and, and keep pushing and see what happens in a small room and get in the rehearsal space. And that seems to work the best. Well, you know, I notice you know you guys have been doing steady like every two years. That's a, that's a great schedule to be on. It keeps keeps you out there. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. In this day and age, where you know we're not a pop artist or nearly that big, where Rihanna seems like she's never stopped being on someone else's song. I'm like, in the digital age, you will be forgotten just like that, unless you're Tool <laughs> or Guns N' Roses. Then you won't be forgotten. But yeah. just for the rest of us mere mortals. Uh, you, you got to stay in it. You got to keep putting stuff out, or people just, you know, there's just too much out there for attention, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you guys are with Thermal Entertainment now, right? Is that more hands off? Do you guys have freedom to do whatever you want, basically? Pretty much, but we just got, it's like a partnership. Um, uh, Kyle Favors is a really good guy, man, and a friend before we even partnered up with him. And it just, uh, it just gives us more backup. And we definitely uh, work with each other and talk with each other before we make a real decision. But, it's been a great partnership. I think he's really helped out um, getting the record out there and, and with promotions. And this one's definitely uh, doing a lot better than anything that moves. So we need a little extra help on this album. He was there for us, man. Well, you mentioned the digital age. When you guys started, was kind of the whole beginning of that. So is it, do you think it's easier now on your end or harder than it was? 
harder. I definitely it, it sucks seeing the age of the CD die. I remember CDs being a way more important part of your merch, and it's just kind of a it's it's cool. I mean, a lot of people, you know, download Spotify, iTunes, which is all fine with us. We get paid from all that, but uh, it's a little bit of a bummer that shows that the CD is not as important as it was. Mm-hmm. Financial, anyway. You got to have them, but they're not the powerhouse. They're not the focus, like, you know, it used to be 10, 15 years ago. And uh, vinyl, we're selling vinyl, more vinyl than we are CDs now, man. So that's kind of exciting. <laughs> and so we're, we're definitely going back and getting older records on vinyl. And, and this vinyl thing is, it's. I thought it was a fad, but it's not going away. And it's it's probably not going to be the main thing again, but it's, it's rivaling. I, th- I think it actually surpassed CD sales. Uh, there's some crazy stat that it's like it just keeps growing in popularity. So we'll see, but uh, that's exciting, man. And we charge twenty five to thirty dollars, so that's really exciting. That's the best part <laughs> and, for me. <laughs> people don't mind paying twenty five bucks for vinyl. I don't. No, because you yeah. get that. I got some at home too. I got started yeah. my collection, and it's just uh, it's cool to put the record on, the process of it, and then the artwork, and you feel like you got a real piece of the band, a real true. Emblem, you know, because I remember in the CD days, before this vinyl craze hit, I mean, you had to think about your album cover if it was too articulate or the artwork wasn't, you know, well, that won't look good on a small CD case. And now the vinyl, big, elaborate, intricate artwork is back in. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned a minute ago, iTunes, Spotify, you're okay with all that. When that first hit and we all knew that was going to be a thing, was it? Was it hard to give up to that, or you just kind of said, hey... We were on a record label, TVT, when that happened, and um, so we didn't know that... We knew it was the main thing, but we didn't know the significance, and Mm -hmm. when Charlotte's Web hit, we had an investor, and man, iTunes just worked out great for us. It was around 2013, 14, 12, around there, that um, servers started... um, If you got caught illegally downloading music or movies three times, you were done off that server for life, you know, and they could catch you. And that really simplified things for people who don't want to sit there and score the internet or get everything for free at the time. They'd rather play a dollar and have their favorite song than be Mr. Savvy. I've got every movie ever made. <laughs> and uh, I knew guys like that. And you know, they, they became fewer and far between. I mean, LimeWire and all that stuff went away. It just, it, you know, the iPhone, I think, simplified purchasing it. I know I got drunk several times and ordered either Waylon Jennings box set and stuff like that <laughs> at two in the morning. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't need all the songs <laughs> one phone click away. So that, that really helped, man. So once we saw, you know, monetary value and things are going well in Charlotte's web, I'm like, okay, this is working. And then streaming took over. It was big in 2013, 14, but Spotify was just taking off. And now it's, you know, I guess Apple saying iTunes is going to be gone at some point. It's all going to be streaming except for Amazon. There's, be some other download sites like that, but for the most part, I hate to see iTunes go, man. It's still our bread yeah. and butter. We still make more yeah. money off that than anything. We're... On the Hey You cover, as an artist, how do you go about approaching something like that of a band that so many people hold in such high regard? Um, we just want to do, it was really a tribute of my brother and uh, Holly Johnson's, um, uh, our drummer, he they just been fans since they were kids, so it was really about, hey, let's just do, let's, you know, do a version of it. We didn't want to really go too crazy and change it. Um, they're huge Pink Floyd fans, so we kind of kept it to our style, but we didn't want to, you know, do the disturb thing and completely do a wild version of it. 
And that was their department. And I said, sure, man. And once they did the demo of it, it just sounded so good. I'm like, I'm in, man. And uh, I think we've done our share of of 70s laid-back covers. It feels like we got a couple on our list. <laughs> I think it's time we do, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe a Guns N' Roses song or, you know. But, you know, I'm the, I'm the last of the cover guy. Um, so it's always got to be something special for us to, to pick out, man. And everybody's got to agree on it. And sometimes that's not so easy. Right. Well, I noticed on the video... It seemed like yeah, it was obviously like a, I don't know what the right word is, kind of a tribute to Pompeii. Mm-hmm. Was that the director's idea or your brother's That was idea? my brother's idea. Him and Tommy loved that video since they were like 14, man. So that was all of them and yeah. and, uh, and big fans of that. And I remember seeing them wear it out on VHS when I was a kid. So I saw it all come together. Like, okay, I'm part of this. This is cool, man. Well, speaking of your brother, I mean, what's that like? being in the band this long. Obviously, it's not like Chris and Rich Robinson where you guys are <laughs> breaking up all the time. So it- No, uh, we just we occasionally have our disagreements, but not very often. We usually pretty much have each other's backs, and, and we just get along really well. We don't have the classic brother thing, like where there's constant conflict. And I mean, we have our issues here and there, but not very often, man. It's pretty laid back. Get along since we're kids, man. That's <laughs> good. good. Um so, uh, have you guys been looking towards new material or the new album? Already, yeah. Oh, yeah. We try to go a month on, month off if we can, or three weeks on, three weeks off. So, when we're off, we're already started the process of writing. And Yep, it's in a skeletal process right now, but it's it's getting there already, man. So, I'm hoping um, next year sometime we'll probably put out the first single late spring, maybe summer, and start the process all over again, man. So, have to. It's our living, sir. Yeah. We're not perfect circle. We can't wait seven years between or tool. I'm like, no, better put another one out. The electric bill be off. So, yeah, Metallica every eight years or some shit. Yeah, when you sold 150 million albums, you can take your time, yeah. which is cool. Um, but uh, and it kind of keeps you on your toes and and cranking out a body of work. Uh, a lot of bands don't stay together long enough to put that many albums out. So we're pretty proud of that. Probably kind of answered the same question, but. The constant touring thing, like it seems like you guys are always on the road. Is that, I mean, the same thing you just said about with the keeping the albums coming? Yeah, because it's kind of your bread and butter. Yeah, it's our. It's you know we wouldn't make a living uh, without touring, man. So that's where it's at, and it's a tough time in America. Clubs are smaller. There's fewer and far between rock clubs. Um, with YouTube and stuff, you know, uh, concert attendance is not what it used to be. So for us to be able to tour and take other bands out, man, it's a people realize it's a real rarity. I mean, it's new bands. I mean, will practically give you their 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 mom <laughs> for you to take them out <laughs> because it's almost impossible for a new up and coming band to get out and tour like it was in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. So without label support, if you're a baby band, man, I, I wouldn't even know what to tell you in this day and age. So the fact that we're able to do it and we just did a thermal thing, but Independently, we don't need anybody. We just can go out and tour. I mean, that's that's really rare these days. Without, if you're not like you know an arena rock band, mm-hmm. so we feel really lucky that we are able to do that and then can make a living. So we take advantage of it and try not to oversaturate. We try to do each part of the country once and uh, maybe a few parts twice, and then we're going to expand to Canada. We've been there in the past, but uh, we can hit every nook and cranny in America in about a year without going crazy. <laughs> 
Well, I saw on Twitter recently you guys posted you went to Third Man Records and recorded three singles for vinyl. Yep. Like, are those all new, or are they... No, they're just uh, different versions of uh, Off With Your Head, and uh, that was Jimmy, our, our uh, bass player's... That was his baby. I'd never heard anything about it. He explained it to me. I go, sure, we'll stop it. That just feels, <laughs> sounds cool. And I didn't realize how neat it was and, and uh, what, who all, I mean, I think Neil Young did a whole album in that booth. And it was pretty wild, man. And, uh, and Nashville's a different city. I mean, music alive there, that in Austin, Texas. So we enjoy going to, to Nashville. And, and I, I just can't believe something like that exists and that it's working there. I'm like, okay, this is, there's some hope there for the future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's the timetable on that, or do you guys know yet? Well, we don't. We might be putting it out with a single. Uh, you might be able to get it on iTunes uh, and Spotify. Probably, I'd say around July, August, okay. it'll come out with a single. But it's just different versions of uh, "Off with Your Head" done like stripped down completely. Gotcha. Well, I saw in an interview that you said your favorite comic book was Daredevil. Yes. What do you think of the Netflix series? Greatest thing that ever happened to me. I mean, they just <laughs> nailed the character and the right vibe. And, and uh, it's part Frank Miller, part... It's got John Romita Jr.'s vibe to the, the feel of the character. They just nailed it on every front. I cannot wait for season three. Hopefully they bring Bullseye in. Um, Jason Statham was supposed to play him, but oh, it wow. leaked. And it messed up their negotiations. And then they wanted more money once that hype hit the internet. <laughs> So that was kind of a bummer, but uh, yeah, I'm just blown away by Daredevil. I've watched both seasons three or four times, man. Love it, man. Yeah, yeah that second season, how it led into the Punisher series. Perfect. was pretty amazing, I thought. Perfect, man. Yeah. Uh, I got to ask a goofy question, but I saw on your Facebook, your Diet Right endorsement. Where did that come from? Because as a, as a chubby kid growing up, that's all the kind of soda I could drink, so it was hilarious to see that. I just, I uh, ask. it was a, at the gym, you know, fun joke. I thought I'm just going to, I always remember Diet Right used to be, you know, very popular. And I'm having a Diet Right. I thought about it was at the gym. I'm just going to get on the net and just claim that Diet Right's our new sponsor. Yes. <laughs> and I found perfect old pictures of Diet Right from the 80s. And Lee Majors used to be like a spokesperson for Diet Right. And I used to know the lyrics of the songs were so goofy. Everybody's got it. Diet right cola, <laughs> and I thought this would be hilarious because a lot of people are hitting me up. I go, thank kudos on that. And I'm like, I'm just kidding, man. We're not sponsored by Diet Right. They, they might still do it though. You never know. You don't see Diet Right. I mean, I see it a little bit. It's barely there. It's not yeah. what the the mega force that it was in the 80s and yeah, early yeah, 90s. Yeah. Man, it was big stuff. I was like, what went? I'd like to see a documentary on what went wrong. Right. How did Diet Right lose their foothold? Yeah, I remember at that one point where they started bringing out like the pink grapefruit and all those other flavors. <laughs> that's probably when they lost it. I don't know. I would say that was a bad idea. I mean, that stuff works. Like, it, there's only a few very dangerous ghettos in America. And if I go in a gas station, if there's not bulletproof glass, if I look and there's like peach, was it, was it peach Mountain Dew? There were flavors of mainstream sodas that I had never seen anywhere in America. And I tore everywhere I go. I had never seen that flavor of Mountain Dew. or Was it Mountain Dew? Or was it? There was some major cold that was peach. I'm like, I've never seen that. What the hell are we? We're going to die. <laughs> and maybe that's where Diet trouble. Right thrives. It's in like the most dangerous section in California, like in Compton or something. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you could tell on the Facebook post that half the people knew it was a joke and half the people thought you were serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the best. But another thing I saw in an interview once you mentioned your dad played bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Was that ever a thing for you guys? Or yeah, I mean, we never played uh, bluegrass. We were into rock and all that stuff. But uh, him jamming out and just the guitar being around and, and other musicians being around definitely was the first influence to kind of put the bug in everyone's brain. Well, what led it to, from there to the heavier stuff? Um, I just, I got, once I started breaking up with sports, my dad played music and then I just got into rock and he traded all his bluegrass stuff in for uh, rock guitars and amps and it was just, you know, MTV era hit and bands as I saw, Guns N' Roses and Queen and Motley Crue and all those bands um, in 7th and 8th grade, 6th grade, it was just over. He, he was done, kind of done with it. He was uh, out of jamming with other uh, bluegrass musicians. So he just took, uh, you know, what he had. And he had some expensive stuff and said, all right, well, let's do this electric guitar thing and taught us how to tune guitars. And here I am. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, man, well, we appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem, you. man. I appreciate the interview. Yeah. Thank you. No problem, man. Yeah. You guys coming out tonight? Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Cool. We'll be there. There you go. Sean McCoy of Boba Flex. Big thank you to Doug Weber of Thermal Entertainment for setting that up. And, of course, thank you to Sean for taking the time to talk to us when he was Definitely. in Tulsa. That's right. Yeah, pretty inviting, you know, open guy, good to talk to. Oh, yeah. You know, we talked about all kinds of stuff. You even talked about Diet Right for the first time on the podcast. How fucking awesome is that? That is. Yeah, I thought I was the only one that hadn't knew anything about it. <laughs> you know, that's the only thing my mom would let me drink when I was little. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I felt a, a, a kindred spirit there. So maybe we should try to get Direct to sponsor this podcast as well. Probably. I mean, I guess. I don't hey. know. I mean, if you like drinking turpentine, but... Anything's worth a shot. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> well, yeah, once again, check out Boba Flex's most recent album, Eloquent Demons. Like you talked about in this, sometime I think in July, they should have... The single out where they're going to release um, the the vinyl singles that they recorded yes. at Jack White Studio, Third oh, Man Records. Awesome. And then, like you talked about, new music should be coming down the line here soon, probably later this year, early next year. That's right. But yeah, in the meantime, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. If you're a long-time listener, obviously we appreciate that as well. We appreciate it all. Yeah. So if you appreciate us, go to patreon.com. Search Thunder Underground. Send us a couple bucks. It could be two bucks. It could be 28 bucks. We don't care. We, we greatly yeah, appreciate it. We appreciate everything. There's, of course, when you do that as well, there's different levels where you can, you know, get T-shirts and magnets and all kinds of great shit. Yeah. So do that. We appreciate it. Patreon.com. And then also go back to all the previous episodes. There's 174 of them. There was a ton where we just talked. The last one was us doing our Rocklahoma review. And then we've got, we recently we had on Tommy Victor from Prong. Yes. That was a huge one for both of that us. That was amazing. Another huge one for both of us was Biff Byford of Saxon. Yes. As longtime fans of them, longtime fans of Damon Johnson. He was on here with Ricky Warwick. Black Star Riders. Yeah. Also in Thin Lizzy. Yes. Nowadays, and of course, Brother Kane in the past. That's right. And then we've had on guys from Crozier and Conformity, Seven Dust. 
We talked about Seven Dust recent album yes. on the last podcast. And how good it was. That's right. We've had on Gene Simmons of Kiss, Bruce Kulick, formerly of Kiss. We've had on guys from Death Angel, King, uh, The Sword. Megadeth. That's right. Dave Elson. Yeah, and Chris Broderick. Chris Broderick, yes. Act of Defiance. That's right. Is his current band. They're badass. The list is pretty long, people. Yeah. You like stuff out of Sweden? We've had on Avatar. Yes, that's right. Johannes from Avatar. We've had on Royal Republic. The whole band. Yes, the whole band. Truck Fighters. Yeah. Who, unfortunately, are on a extended hiatus, but well, maybe we'll see them back one day. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So, I mean, we got the Swedes. That's right. And we also had on Ian Hoglund from Europe. See? Bam. From the band Europe, not just from the continent. That's right. So, yeah, with that statement... This should be the final countdown to the end of this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, the I'm... end of this episode, not the end of the podcast. Well, this podcast episode, yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> Didn't want to throw out any, you know, weird vibes. Yeah. Cryptic messages. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thethunderunderground.com. You can find everything there. Follow us on all the social medias. Wherever you listen to this, like it, comment on it, give us a review if it's iTunes or TuneIn or any of that stuff. And we appreciate it. All right, until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.